As Christians, our spiritual lives can be divided into two parts, the one we live on Sundays and the one that happens every other day of the week. Join pastors TJ and Shayla McCormick along with Kelly Kamara as they have open, authentic conversations about life, faith, and the challenges Christians face in a complex world. Whether you're a seasoned Christian or a newbie, if you're looking to deepen your faith and hear some real talk from real people who love Jesus, then this podcast is for you. Hey guys, welcome to Life Beyond Sunday podcast. We're here. We're here. We made it. Are you guys excited? <laughs> sure. That was very convincing. (laughs) Of course. So we see Pastor TJ and Pastor Shayla every Sunday. And I guess this is an opportunity to kind of peel back the curtain, get to know what your thoughts are on certain things. And so we're excited to be hanging out. First, let's just take the pastor's title out of it. It's just okay. TJ, TJ and Sheila. And Sheila. TJ and Sheila. I like it. That's I like who it. we are. Yeah. Exactly. I awesome. never introduced myself with a title anyway. So. Okay. All right. I just thought, okay, no, no, just TJ and Shayla. Yep. Yeah. All right. So TJ and Shayla, tell me a little bit about how you guys grew up, right? Like what kind of family you came from, small town, big city, Lots of siblings, only child. Give us a little bit of a rundown of like who you guys were. Yeah, so I grew up in the Bradenton, Sarasota area, which is like just south of Tampa. And I grew up like out in the boonies. You know, there's like nothing out there. We had horses and chickens and a donkey. (laughs) His name was Poco, if you ever want to know. <laughs> you really had a donkey? I really You're had not a donkey. Exaggerating. Okay. I, I mean, a donko. <laughs> donkey. Donkeys, by donkey the way, live forever because they were still alive after we got married. You're yeah, kidding. It so it's like a legit part he of the family. He was a mean donkey, though. Okay. Like, yeah. he would bite you. So you didn't go near him? No. Okay. So like a farmer? Anyways, no, not a okay. farmer. Back to, back to the conversation. So I was the oldest of six kids. Um, four girls, two boys. And so I pretty much grew up as like mom. I was like mother hen. I think that's why I'm so bossy now is because I had to like boss everybody else around in my family. So I I actually loved growing up. I was somebody that that was outdoors all the time. We grew up on my grandparents' property that was like 40 acres on the river. We were out canoeing and swimming in the river and water skiing and camping and they had shark's teeth on their property. We'd go to this area where we go like digging for shark's teeth. It was like, I loved it. So I grew up um, pretty much outdoors, had fun, was never at home. And my parents were youth pastors as I grew up. And so we constantly had people over at our house. And I just have really fond memories of of growing up in a big family, heavily involved in church and just a lot of community. So it was, it was pretty cool. So you were the athletic one. Yep. You played you played softball, didn't you? I played softball for for mo- like when I was younger. Okay. I was on the all-star Yeah, we didn't think and, TJ was you know. the athletic one. We were going to peg you as the athletic one. <laughs> <laughs> so TJ, tell us a little bit about kind of like your similar to Shayla, six six siblings. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably the exact opposite of Shayla in every way. Uh, I was born in Chicago, so born in a big city, actually, Naperville, suburb of Chicago. My parents moved to the Bradenton, Sarasota area uh, when I was younger. Um, 
I am the only child of my mom and my dad. Um, so you have half siblings. I have half siblings yeah. uh, from my mom's previous marriage, and I have some some step siblings from after I, my parents actually ended up getting divorced. So I come from a broken home, but uh, not a lot of people around is the I would say is the exact opposite of kind of how we grew up. And and while Shayla had a ton of siblings, and they grew up on their grandparents' farm property. I don't know what you would call. Uh, the Roselle's property, but I, I grew up in a very affluent family. Uh, we lived out on Siesta Key. Um, no so farm or donkey for no you. No far, farm or donkey. We had boats and the beach, and uh, I, I was an athlete as well. Uh, apparently not as good as Shayla, according to Kelly. <laughs> we only um, believe it if we see proof. We need documents of the athletic abilities. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, so I mean, what, I guess you can go back and look at yearbooks. I don't, what, I don't, what, so what sport did you play? Bas- I, I played basketball growing up. Um, and then when I got into high school, I started playing football and I realized I was five foot ten and I probably wasn't going to go anywhere in basketball mm-hmm. at a certain point. But I did play uh, on the 16 and under AAU team with some guys like uh, a guy that ended up going to the University of Florida all-time leading scorer for the state of Florida I mean we had a great AAU team uh, that ended up getting me to like uh, the Nike five-star camp I got to do some really cool things in basketball Mm -hmm. when I was younger and then in high school I realized that I was much better at football way more opportunity and so I played football pursued that and if you don't mind me asking how old were you when your parents got divorced I was seven years old when my parents got divorced. And how was that, you know? Oh, it's traumatic. I, I was actually, we were in early morning prayer this morning. I was thinking about it, my whole experience because I'm getting ready to talk about parenting um, this upcoming weekend at Coastal. And I was I was thinking about the fact that growing up, um, I was actually a really, really by all standards, a bad kid. Like I got kicked out of kindergarten and public school. I ended up getting put into private school. Um, I ended up getting in at the somewhere in my first grade year. I was so bad. The principals went to my parents and said, Hey, TJ's either got to leave this school or you got to allow us to do something that we've never done before. And we're going to make his own classroom for him. Um, because I just was, I was so angry. I was so mad. I was thinking about why was that going on in my life? And, and then later on in life, I figure out, well, I was, all these exterior things were going on. And what I didn't know is at the time is that my dad was having an affair on my mom. There was all kinds of tension in our house and they couldn't figure out why I was having bad behavior because they thought that that was all hidden. But I think even subconsciously as a, as a four, five, six-year-old, I knew that there was something going on and I was acting out based on the instability that was going on in my home. Looking back, I'm going, wow, this all makes sense. Looking back, you know, yeah, 30-something years later, but in the moment, they had no idea why it was, yeah. was so crazy. And you got managed to get kicked out of kindergarten. I managed I, in a public be, school, which yeah. is pretty impressive. I that's think gotta he be got a kicked out. Like he tells the story that he threw a kid in the trash can. I did. That was that was the that was the thing. <laughs> we don't usually hear that on the Sunday services because you know that's so. A- <laughs> so 
in kindergarten. I remember that. I don't know. You know, there's certain things in life you just remember for no reason. I remember. Not for no reason. You threw someone best, in a dress. My best friend was in kindergarten, was black. And uh, he came to school one day and his parents had shaved his head. And he was super embarrassed about it. And at recess, another kid was making fun of him. And so my retaliation was I punched that kid in the face and I threw him in a trash can. Sticking up for your friend. It was a good hearted thing. I mean. Well, also that kid was a punk and deserved to get punched (laughs) in front of a trash can. There were good intentions behind that. Well, I I mean, you can call it whatever you want. Do you, Shayla's here to keep us on track. (laughs) No, um, so so Shayla was saying that she, you know, grew up very involved in the church, right? Yeah. Yeah. Parents are youth pastors. There's trauma associated with that (laughs) too. That's another podcast. That's another podcast for another day. Uh, but what do you, was that similar to your upbringing? Like, did you grow up in church? Kind of where did, when did you start going to church? So, so again, I came from a broken home. So I actually went and moved in with my dad. So my dad moved away. We were, we were in the Fort Myers area and my, my dad is not, a, not a Christian. He became a Christian at actually at our church. He gave his life to Christ, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but growing up, he, he didn't, he didn't have faith. So that wasn't something that was a part of my life for the majority of it. And then when I'd go visit my mom every other weekend, my mom had become a Christian. She got married to a guy named George. And, um, so when I'd go to their house, they would make me go to church. And that's actually how I met Shayla is, is my mom and my stepdad were friends with her parents at church at church. And so when I would come into town, they would hang out. And so lo and behold, I would be at their house or they would be at our house. And how old were you guys when you guys met? We were around 11. 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So is that when this thing started? Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think we talked from probably age 11 to age 15. We would go outside and play basketball together. Yeah. Like Shayla was completely a tomboy. Yes. And and so we would like it was based around our relationship was based around sports. Yeah. Really competitive with each other or you know, probably. I, mean, I don't. I, it's hard to remember. It would be like we'd be out in the driveway playing knockout or yeah. uh, pig horse, pig whatever horse, you whatever. It. You know, just <laughs> donkey. They're just donkey. <laughs> there would be just a bunch of people over there, so it was really easy. Just that I love sports. I love basketball. So I, I like distinctly remember as we got older, we would be out there out there playing and i remember one day just looking back like through my kitchen window and it was like tj's parents and my parents were like just kind of peeking out the window it's almost like they were saying one day yeah one day like they knew yeah but we didn't know so the families get along well mm-hmm. okay good yeah. then and when did it go from horse to like hey sheila <laughs> uh well i mean i've told this story a lot I, like when i was 16 uh, i finally got a, i was like oh like not only is she good at basketball, but she's pretty good looking too, you know, and <laughs> um, something about freckles, it just turned me on. And Oh my gosh. And I finally got up the courage to ask her out on a date. Um, we went to Chili's, Chili's and to see Dumb, Dumb and Dumber. Dumber. Greatest movie of all time. I thought, man, on the opening night, Dumb and Dumber, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that for a date. Good we date. laughed our heads off. I took her home. I thought, man, like this is going somewhere. You know, she didn't return a phone call for a couple of days. 
And uh, so, you know, interesting, we have heard this story before on a Sunday, but we've never heard Shayla's side of the story. So, like, was it a good date? And what happened that you were like, I don't want to talk. I'm not interested because you called. Right. She didn't answer you. Yeah. yeah. And then you were like, I just it wasn't I don't even think it was it was anything at the time. It was just like I didn't want that to be our relationship at that point, I guess. Like he maybe liked me and I didn't like him back in that way. (laughs) So you were like the I just want to be friends speech. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We're just so but good still, friends listen, and I don't want to ruin that relationship. When did, you, when did you write me like those? Was that in that season? It probably would have been a, a little bit before that. Yeah. So like, TJ, and I, it's crazy. I still have them to this day. He would write me like these four page letters, handwritten, double spaced, like skip a line, cursive. 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 Not- that is effort. <laughs> and she still didn't call you back, TJ. And listen, in there, I'm telling you, this dude Poetry. was smooth. Oh, my gosh. He was like, I will cross the deepest ocean. Do you I still will- have these? Oh, I ha- I still have one. For some reason, even when I was like, eh, no, I saved it. And she I knew. still have it. She knew game. She recognized she- game when okay, game came out. You know what? This There's has potential. I'm not going to completely throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was meant to be at the end of the day and then like fast forward to wait not fast forward oh, so oh, you sorry. guys you guys you said no you broke his heart basically after all these love letters did your relationship your friendship continue or what or was tj like forget you shayla i'm moving on no i think well part of it was is you know in high school she was dating somebody and i was dating somebody different we ran in different crowds so yeah it kind of like we were still friends, but then we just kind of like, okay, if this isn't going to happen, I think we just kind of yeah. drifted apart maybe in high school and ran in different circles. So what did that course look for each of you? Like, what were you, you were in high school doing your thing. Were you guys still at the same church? Yes, yeah. we were at the same church. We actually were the hi- same high school. Same high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Just ran in completely different, different. circles. And so I had a group of friends that I hang out, hung out with. I was heavy into sports, basketball at the time. And so I was just kind of doing my thing, running in my circles, screwing up my life probably. And then TJ was doing... Screwing up his life. (laughs) I was playing sports and... Party animal. Being really good at throwing parties. Yeah, okay. With, yeah. Well, I mean, you had a boat. Usually, that I had helps. boats, houses, yeah. parents that were never home. It was the perfect combination. It was for a disaster. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> for so, for a lot of activity. So what? So okay. So you're in high school. What kind of flips the switch? Where do you Where do you go from? You know, being this kid who's maybe going down the wrong lane, and I don't know. And Shayla, maybe not where she wants to be in her life. Where do these paths, like what happens that you're like, okay, I need to make a switch. Does that happen in your teenage years? Does it happen Mm -hmm. later on in life? Where does that? For me, it happened. I I went off to to college um, to play football. There's my athleticism. (laughs) Um, And and I screwed up big time. Like I didn't go to class. I I just thought everything was a party. That doesn't really work in college. Uh, I end up going home uh 
not by choice, but by them asking me to not come back. Um, and my parents are highly successful entrepreneurs. I'm at a convention with them where they're winning an award for, for like. What are the top honors? What the top honors in this company. And, and it's in New Orleans and I just go buck wild crazy. I mean, if you've ever seen, uh, an 18, 19 year old in New Orleans with lots of money and a fake ID, you could imagine what happens. And so I get trashed. I end up passing out. I end up somebody pick me up off out of the gutter. That's the only thing I can, I, I know I wake up in a hotel room with people. I don't know. I've thrown up all over myself. Like I had alcohol poisoning. I drank so much. Um, somehow I get back to my hotel uh, I realized that, oh, my parents are supposed to be accepting this award. I show up to the event, you know, and I, I apparently I must have looked like hell and smelled like hell because my mom and my dad look at me and and they're like, hey, you need to just go back to the hotel. Mm. And I realized in that moment, oh, my gosh, I've like completely embarrassed my parents Um my life is heading nowhere. And the next week we got back home. My stepdad was like, Hey, art, the church that they attended was like, they're putting on this big youth camp. Since you're not in school and you got kicked out, you're going to come serve at this youth camp. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was during that, that week I was sitting in the lobby. Our, our church had a hotel. It's, it's a kind of a crazy thing. Um, I was sitting in the, this hotel lobby and the pastor's wife came and sit down and, She's like, man, you've just got so much purpose and potential. What are you doing with your life? And I, I remember that night I was by myself and I was like, God, if you're real and you can change my life, like I'll serve you. And like that night it was like, I, I, I stopped drinking. I stopped cussing. I stopped doing all the things that I was doing. Like all of those desires just went away. And so I just was like, God, I, I just started following God. Mm-hmm. And so right after that, I knew I had to get out of my environment. And uh, one of my childhood best friends who had moved away, I just randomly called him. I was like, hey, man, what are you up to? He's like, I'm getting ready to do this internship in Texas. It starts in a week. And I was like, I could probably use that. Mm-hmm. And so I called up this place called Team Mania and I said, hey, you guys have internships. Can I come? They're like, you're a little late to the game. I was like, my family's rich. I can pay for whatever. <laughs> oh uh, I mean, it, it just straight up truth. Yeah. Uh, and so within a week I was in Texas starting this one year internship. And it was during that internship. Like I, I, I made a commitment that I wouldn't date, that I would just pursue God. I just, I fell in love with God. I said, God, I'm giving you this year whatever you want to do in my life, and it radically transformed my life. Wow. And Shayla, where were you at this point? Like, you know, he's he's off doing his thing. Then he gets alcohol poisoning, finds Jesus, love the story. Where, where, like, where is your life at this point? I think our stories are very parallel. You know, it's so interesting how God works to, like, shape those things, even in, like, our mess and our mess-ups. Um, about how he's like constantly redirecting us back to that path that he wants us on. And I 
I think at that same time those things were happening in TJ's life, I was in kind of a destructive place on my own. And most of mine had to do with the relationship I was in was really toxic and unhealthy, just like not abusive physically, but really emotionally, mentally, you know, all those different things. It was just like I had gotten to a place where I was so defeated in who I was and I didn't I didn't even know who I was anymore. Like people would look like I was I had lost so much weight. I was so I was just down kind of in the gutter and people would look at me and just be like, Sheila, you're not who you used to be. Like, what's going on? And so I had been in this toxic relationship for about four years. And I um I was at church one day and you know, my parents were youth pastors, but I I went to church and I would say that I knew about God, but I didn't know God. Mm-hmm. And it was just an activity that I did in my life. And I, I saw a lot of things in church that kind of made me feel like everybody in church was hypocrites and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I remember sitting in the back of the church service one day and I wasn't even paying attention. And all of a sudden, I just had kind of one of those life-shaping moments where I think it was just the Holy Spirit started to do something in my heart. And I literally sat in the back of that church service and just cried. And I was like, this, this is not what I want my life to look like. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting up from my chair and our our family actually lived next door to the church. So I like walked <laughs> home and I picked up the phone. And I called my boyfriend because this was before cell phones. And so I called him and I just said, hey, listen, I, I can't do this anymore. Like we're, we're done. And I walked back over to church <laughs> and the f- craziest thing was TJ was walking out of church. He had come back from that internship on Thanksgiving break, I think it was. And he was walking out of church as I was walking back. And we hadn't seen each other in years. And he was just like, hey, how are you? And we just started talking for a second. And he ended up saying, hey, I'm having a bunch of people over to the house. Would you want to come hang out? And I was like, it's probably good if I'm not just by myself right now. So yeah, like I'll come over and hang out. And so we just, we were hanging out while he was here and then he had gone back to Texas and we were, I think, just emailing back and forth and and talking in that time. But that- Was it AOL? Yes. Oh yeah, dial AOL. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, (laughs) on the flip side of that, I remember that being a time where I started picking up my Bible and journaling and my relationship with God became real in that season and he began to heal places in my heart and i i distinctly remember walking walking again to church <laughs> um and somebody looking at me in that season and going Sheila there is just something visibly different about you like in a good way and it was what god was doing on the inside of me and i think that season it was about a year was so life-defining and shaping for me and my relationship with God. Um, And I didn't have anybody that was leading me or pouring into me or doing any of that. That was just distinctly me reading my Bible and journaling every single day. And then by the time we came, by the time TJ came home from that, we had built this great relationship, not built on anything else except just getting to know each other again, Mm -hmm. that we were like, I think God's doing something here. Yeah. And... 
The rest yeah, is let's, history. Let's, let's be honest here because I, I want to bring it back because Shayla oh. rejected me. Oh, jeez. And Are then, you? and then, like, when I'm in this internship, I've made this commitment that I'm not going to date or anything. One one night when I'm home during the summer uh, before I'm getting ready to to go on a trip, on like a missions trip, we're, we're on the phone and she goes, I'm going to marry you. And I'm like, oh, crap. I didn't even know what to say because like I'm oh, like. Oh, listen. Oh, you you were yeah. trying to redeem yourself. Yeah, Shayla, like, Shayla was very forward. You're like, I said no to you and now I'm going to marry you. Did you say no? You should have said I'm not interested. So Send I couldn't, me letters. So I couldn't say anything because. So like the internship I was in like had like a no dating policy. So I was like, if I say anything here that whatever, like I could get kicked out of this. Okay. And so I was like, that's nice. And I was like, I got to go and like hung up the phone. How did you handle that? I'm married to it. <laughs> Wait, so are you like, so what did you do at that point? Did you like write him letters? Did you? No, I actually, I actually wrote her a letter. Uh, and <laughs> wait, said, wait, actually, so listen, what made you think that you were gonna marry T? Like, what? What you just? Had I a- I knew. Like, I just I I it was one of those God things. Like, I knew, and I was bold. I knew, so I was just bold enough to be like, nope, or this is happening. But he wrote me a letter in the internship explaining all of his feelings. But he, he uh, when he wrote it on there, it said, "Do not open until this date," and it was the date he graduated <laughs> from his internship. Oh, <laughs> so after that conversation, I was like. Well, I can't talk to her about any of the things that are going on inside of me. And I've made this commitment. So I'm just going to write them out, which she's knows that I like to write. So that was that was the easiest thing for me to do. And, I, and guys, he still writes. I have a note on, sitting on my table like he wrote me a note last week. So it's very sweet. He can I ask you a question? This, you, this podcast is getting so long. You think it's a better still be? Can I just ask you one okay. question? Very okay. important question. And then okay. we'll put a pin in it. Okay. Did you wait until the date to open the envelope? Yes. You did? How, how did you do that? that? How did maturity. you do that? Because there's a way that you did that so you didn't open it. I did? Yeah, you don't remember? I don't remember. So, so she oh, gave it to her dad to, to put, put in, in a his safe. safe. Oh, girl, I would have been taking that thing to a light. I would have been like, I can't. I would have opened it and then resealed it. I The discipline. Congratulations, Shayla. Okay. I'm a very disciplined person. Yes, I that I know. This is proof right here. Okay, so we are going to put a pin in it. Okay. And then we'll um, come back to this and kind of find out what you got, how you guys went from here, right? Okay. Like after you guys met. Yeah. What it was like at the church, that kind of thing. Putting this church together. All right. So we'll see you guys next week.